0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: When I got my Keurig Brewer, I loved it so much I decided to name it. The right name had to fit my many sides from the bold dark roast side to the soft herbal tea side. I landed on Freddy. Yeah, Freddy. It works for me.
2: Who doesn't love their Keurig Brewer? It can brew the perfect cup of coffee, tea, and hot cocoa with just the touch of a button. All without a fuss and so little mess or cleanup. With over 250 varieties to choose from, it's no wonder people actually name their Keurig Brewers. Visit keurig.com for more info.
4: Welcome to another edition of A Current Life. I'm your host, Jimmy Gould, and I'm very, very honored and excited to introduce you to my very special guest, Ludacris. Ludacris, welcome to A Current Life. What's going on, man? Well, I'm extremely happy to have you as a guest on the show. I've wanted to do this for a long time, and getting to know you in the recent months, uh, I want to... Everybody knows about you, but I'll just kind of officially introduce you. Ludacris is a... Uh, actor, humanitarian, rapper, Uh, he's uh, known um, around the world, and uh, it's a a real honor to have him on the eve of Luda Day, which is, I think, going into its ninth year in Atlanta, Georgia, and Circa Black, uh, prepaid MasterCard, is proud to be a sponsor of the event, and we're going to talk a little bit about that event and about your life, and um, it's a real honor to have you on the show. All good, man, it's an honor to be on the show. Thank you. So I'd like to start off with your early years uh, growing up in Champaign, Illinois. What were you like as a young boy growing up in Champaign?
5: Man, I was uh, loving music ever since my my parents introduced introduced it to me. You know, they were in college at the University of Illinois. I remember, you know, since before, I can remember (laughs) Uh, just listening to music and, you know, waking up to everything from Frankie Beverly and Mays, Michael Jackson, James Brown,
4: you know, you name it. I remember reading a quote when I was doing some research for the show, and it said, I used to wake up every day listening to music that my parents would put on, and that's what got me so interested. I love the whole aspect of entertaining. What was it, you think, about the music and entertainment that really captured your soul? Uh,
5: I think it just became a part of me, man. And, you know, music is like time capsules. You can remember whenever you hear a certain song what was going on in your life during that time. So I think it was just, you know, it's something that became a part of me, and I loved it so much that... It's something that I knew I wanted to do from the very
4: beginning. When you hear a particular song today, does it put you back in that place in that time?
5: I think it does for all of us, man. There are certain songs that are going to take anybody, no matter who you ask, back. But, yeah, man, I would, you know, a lot of Michael Jackson songs from Off the Wall or Thriller or any Prince, you know, Prince in the Revolution days and Frankie Beverly and Mays. Like, I I definitely, all of that takes me back. I fell in love with it.
4: Talking about with hip
5: hop, it with the UTFO when it first came out and the Curtis Blow sure. and all that.
4: Sure, I was going to say I was going to give away my age on this show and tell you that I still think back on a song called "Teenage" when I was young, and we used to have these makeout parties when we were young kids living up in, in North Avondale in Cincinnati, Ohio. So whenever I hear those songs, and we to, you know, we were producers of Jersey Boys, so all those songs we grew up around. You know, with Frankie Valley, you know, and the whole thing. So, whenever I hear music today, I do think it puts you kind of in a, in a space where, you know, I think as you go through every day, it sometimes it's hard to remember to smell the flowers along the way.
5: Absolutely, yeah, I agree.
4: Let me ask you: Did you have certain aspirations and dreams as a child?
5: I Man, absolutely. I think all children have aspirations and dreams. You know, at one point, I wanted to be an astronaut and then a pilot. And then, you know, I think I, I realized that I had the common goal of just wanting to be as high as I possibly could. And I mean, high in the sky, like the sky was not the limit. It was just the view in terms of my dream. So I feel like, you know, I always wanted to be above and beyond is basically what I'm saying. It's a great analogy to wanting to be an astronaut and be a pilot.
4: Well, you know, you were very fortunate that your parents were able to, to give you that exposure and, and do that. I think a lot of kids sometimes grew up and you know, their families either want them to do what they want them to do or they don't give them that support. Uh, you know, I'm curious, what were, what was it like? What, what did your parents do? And kind of what was the special quality that you learned from them?
5: I just remember them having multiple jobs when I was very, very young. So, you know, they were both hard workers, and I think that's also something that was instilled in me. And just knowing, you know, that you have to get out and work and you have to make a living and you have to set goals for yourself and try to attain them.
4: Well, did you have a favorite hero or a mentor while you were growing up?
5: Ah man, my favorite hero was He-Man and GI Joe. So there you have it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a GI? Did you actually have one when you were growing up? That you had? Damn
5: right, man! All the action figures, (laughs) I definitely had
4: them. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I love to build things, which is what inspired me to go out in my life and start building things. So I, I I certainly can understand that. So as you look at yourself and everything you've been through and where you've come to. Was there a particular time maybe early on that was a, a particularly tough moment as you look back and, and what got you through it?
5: Well oh, there are a lot of tough moments, man, and you know, I definitely talked about it on the V H one special, but um my father, may he rest in peace, being a great father, but you know, he had a disease we all know called alcoholism. So mm-hmm. you know, without going into the detail, those are definitely a lot of hard points in my life trying to get him to stop and the things that caused his dem- you know, caused his death.
4: Well, I certainly understand that I had that in my family too. Uh, uh for generations and uh and and I'm glad you said it was a disease because a lot of people don't understand that and and that's exactly what it was. We're we're all born differently and um but uh obviously, you know, all of our parents and and everything the, the you know, leave leave a mark on us and and I think that's what I've learned from you in the short period I've gotten to know you is how much You want to make a difference in this world and and empower people. And I'm curious kind of what your thoughts are along those lines. I definitely feel like that's our duty
5: here, especially when you become very popular or you have a lot of power, is to pass, pass a lot of your knowledge and information along and to lead by example. And one of the most important things that I want to leave is understanding that with great power comes great responsibility, and it's important to give back which leads me into my weekend, man. This is the ninth year, the Luda Day weekend, the same time as Labor Day weekend where we give back to the city of Atlanta that made me famous in the first place. So it's a lot of charity events, you know, including a basketball game for charity, bowling event. A lot of celebrities come down, donate money. You know, we raise money for the Ludacris Foundation and great causes, and it's a lot of great things. And I appreciate Circle Black for being a sponsor this year, man, because it means a lot. And I think that what you guys are doing is great also.
4: Well, I appreciate that because, uh, first of all, it was not a difficult decision when it involves someone like yourself. You're a, an incredible inspiration. I, I did run it past my 18 year old and my 21 year old, and and they went, "Are you kidding me? You know, if Ludacris is involved, we want to be involved." So it's uh, unfortunately they got to go away to college and, and they couldn't get the break. But you've had a, you've had a huge impact on on young people, and and I remember, you know. I mean, I, I obviously, the first uh, one of the first uh, albums that I was given was one of your first albums that was given to me. I still call it albums because I still got my collection of those vinyl records, you know, sitting on my shelf. But it uh, was given by my son. And, and, you know, I saw you in the movie Crash, which I just absolutely loved. And I thought you were fabulous at it. Tell me a little Thank bit about, about that experience.
5: It was a great experience, um, you know, one of my first movies and, you know, being able to work with Paul Haggis and all the great people in that film from Tanja Bullock and, uh, of course, Don Cheadle and Lorenz Tate and Brendan Fraser. It was just great for me, you know, from that experience and being able to do all of that. So I just loved all everything that I was able to soak up.
4: Well, you know, I I think it was one of those movies that changed a lot of people's lives. And it was was probably a movie that a lot of people, when it was made, didn't realize the impact it would really have. But you couldn't walk away from that picture without every character represented something special and just how it can happen in a split second, you know? Absolutely, man. It was a movie
5: that was word of mouth. You know, it, it started off really small and it just grew because of how many people loved it and why they loved it.
4: And and you know I I still I, I still remember when you're opening the back of the van door, and you're you're letting the the you know you said come on you it, it was a Chinaman scene when they all come out first their first look inside the stereo window when they're looking at all the TV screens right exactly. and, and you know and it was just such a perfect scene about that and then and then just all the other stuff of just just the, you know we really do live in a melting pot right here in America and. We all got to figure out how to communicate with one another and get along. And I think that's really what your music does with people, and I think it's what you represent. And, you know, I'm just proud to be associated. So we had the chance, Circle Block, to be a sponsor, a presenter. We're very excited about it. First of all, it's all for charity. And secondly, to be involved with you and to, to help create an impact in people's lives is really important to me Personally, and to all of us that are associated with the prepaid MasterCard, which is the only metal card of its kind in the world, and, and, and we're honored to have you kind of lead us through this whole weekend. So tell me, um, what gave you the idea of Luda Day? Uh, I used to work at a radio station, man, and where I started
5: out, where we were required to do a certain amount of community service hours at you know at this local radio station in Atlanta. And I fell in love with it just being a local celebrity because I saw the impact that I had on a lot of kids. So, of course, as my popularity grew, so did the power and meet my reach. And I think that's why we started this Lunar Day weekend and we wanted to be a staple in the city of Atlanta. And that's really where it got started.
4: So you started, did you start out as Atlanta's Hot 97.5 as a DJ? Is that where it first started for you?
5: Yeah, the air personality. I started out there, man. I, I was rapping at the age of nine, but I don't think I went, I went. know I went to this radio station as a means to an end to try and meet all the producers and artists that came up there so that I could play in my music and try to get an understanding of how I can get into this industry. And it took a little while, but that's exactly how it happened.
4: Do you think that uh, when you started you know, your music career rapping at nine, as you said, was it something that came very natural to you?
5: It definitely was because, like I said, I was, in, I was instilled with this, this phenomenon and this and this power and this talent of not only loving music but actually being able to write since a very young age, so absolutely.
4: Well, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about the entire rap industry and rappers specifically?
5: Is that everything easy and it comes easy, and what we do is, is it's just so easy. They don't understand behind the scenes and the work that was put in Beforehand to make it happen, and you know how you have to go and promote, and it's early mornings and, and late nights, and it's not all glitz glamour, and you know it's, it's not all fun. But
4: you fun. know, I remember reading about you in 1999. You released Incognigro, uh independently and sold 50,000 copies out of the trunk of your car. What made you really approach, you know, that on your own independently?
5: Just the means to want to do something on your own and have your own leverage so that when, you know, when labels come to you, you can tell them what it is you want as opposed to them telling you what they're going to give you. So when you do something on your own and you prove it, and, you know, it wasn't 50000 out of just out of my trunk. You know, I I sold albums out of the trunk, and then I was with the independent distributor, which was kind of like a local distributor in Atlanta. So it definitely was still a grind that started right home because, you know, it's like if you can't sell to your next-door neighbor, then how can you sell to the rest of the world?
4: Did you get feedback ever? And I'm sure we all have. I know when 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 um, you know when we do things and we believe in them strongly, certain people may not like what we do. Other people may love what we do. How do you deal with adversity when it comes your way, which I think is one of the greatest gifts a person can have is adversity because if it doesn't kill you, it only makes you stronger. Sometimes you have to live by living, man. I don't think anybody's prepared for it. It's just that... You have to
5: understand that there's nothing that can break you, man. And, and, you know, anything that doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think that just comes with time. So That's pretty much how I deal with it. You know, anybody's opinion about myself is is their problem. It's not mine. Or anybody's opinion about me is their problem.
4: Exactly. And you really got to just stay true to whatever your faith is, whatever your belief is, right? Because if you don't have that, no one is going to do it for you. You got it. Let me ask you, did your fame evolve in a more organic fashion, uh, or did you really, really have to work at it morning, noon, and night? And is that some of the advice you would probably give some of the younger people that are listening to this show? Absolutely. I, I always say either you're born with it or you work hard
5: at it, or both. And I think if you have the combination of both, then uh, you definitely are unstoppable. But if you work hard at it just because somebody was born with it, the person who works harder at
4: it can definitely supersede the person that was born with it. So tell me how the, um, the name Ludicrous came about from Christopher Brian Bridges Tell me what, uh, yeah. what prompted that
5: It was a playoff off my first name, Chris And then,
4: you know, with the Ludicrous and everything that I do
5: My personality being wild and funny and crazy with the definition of Ludicrous. So I thought it was a perfect fit And then when you see the visuals and videos and songs and everything It's just, you know, it fits
4: the description well, I, know you, I know you've I know you been told this 100,000 times, but I'll be the next one to tell you that your voice is fabulous and very distinctive, and the minute you hear it, everybody knows who you are. Uh, how, how, how does that feel to you when people tell you that? I'm sure you've been told it every every day. Man, it's a
5: beautiful thing. I think that's why we're all gifted with something, and we have to use what we have to our advantage. So I think it's a good thing, man. I appreciate people for telling me that. You know, we all want to be unique in some shape, form, or fashion.
4: So let me ask you, you know, right now you're, you're playing several different roles in your life. You're a singer, a rapper, an actor, a judge on Rising Star, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and many, many more things. And everything you do is about giving back and, and making the world a better place. And I truly believe that about you. What, ro- what role out of those has really taught you the most about yourself? And also, is there one thing that just stands out as you see yourself doing it for the rest of your life? I love to
5: entertain man, and I, I think that it's hard to compare acting with music, but you know music is my first love, and music is what got me to you know be in films like Fast and Furious in the first place. So I think that I just learned going through life and experiencing different things. I learned more about myself each and every day. I think that's everybody, not just myself. I think I think our entire lives were on a quest to find out exactly who we are. some people may have a pretty good idea, but I don't think anyone completely knows exactly who they are because we're, we're forever evolving and changing.
4: Do you think that along the way that, you know, your perspective in life as you get older and changes and, you know, you kind of look back and maybe take a different approach, or do you feel that, I mean, don't you feel change is probably the most constant thing in life that you constantly have to change and evolve in order to be able to find the, those new things in your life that propel you towards, you know, your passion? One hundred percent. I agree with you one hundred percent. It definitely that
5: is the constant thing. That's evolution. So, you know, it's, it's it's a great way to say it. And, and you're right. No matter who you are, you're going to, you're going to change in some shape, form, or fashion.
4: You know, talk to me about passion and about the sacrifices that come with that in terms of following your dream and pursuing your dream. So many people, I think, either don't have that opportunity. And we live, you know, I think you would agree with this. But Today, you know, we live in a difficult time. You know, there's, there's all kinds of conflicts around us. There's still, we're fighting prejudice every day. I mean, you know, people can't eat enough. There's not enough food. There's not enough, probably not going to be enough water pretty soon. And, you know, all these different things that are going on. How do you get people to understand that they just got to keep putting their foot forward and, and keep trying, you know, to, to pursue what their dream is? And you can, you know, you can lead. What they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make
5: them drink. Right. You can tell people all day, man. It's up. It's up to each individual to take it upon themselves to use the, you know, successes from other people and the failures from other people to try and do and motivate themselves to get out there and do something. Uh, It's it's those that take the biggest risks are the ones who are the most successful, and those who are very fearful of, of any type of change or, you know, fearful of taking those risks or, or fearful of being told that they you know can't do anything or fearful that they're going to fail those are all the things that keep somebody in in the place and not want to take any risks
4: so you, you have can to really, you yourself. can re- you can really see that in people too when you meet them can't you you can see those who are afraid to take the risk i think fear is one of the greatest enemies that we all face and you know, I, I lost my mother when I was very young, and, and I kind of grew up, you know, just kind of doing things my own way. I never really paid much attention to what I was told. In fact, I was, if I was told not to do something, I went after it uh, with vengeance. And, um, you know, I don't—I believe we're here to to to, you know, to—I call it to be a warrior poet, to go after— you know our freedom to go after the things that matters. You know, I take that line from Braveheart when, when he's about to go to battle and he and he realizes he's up against great odds and he says, "We fought like warrior poets, you know, and we we fought for our freedom and we found our freedom." To me, I would love everybody in our society, in our world, growing up to have an opportunity to be the best they can be because doesn't it really come from God what we're supposed to be doing down here? And it's not just about the money. It's not just about the glamour or the the glitz, but it's really about how we give back and, and how we find ourselves.
5: It definitely is, and that's, that's why I keep saying, bringing it back around to no matter who you are, you can give back. And I think that's the quickest way of finding out who you are when you give to others.
4: Do you find that in this industry particularly, do you find it a competitive industry? Do you find yourself competitive? Or is it more that you're competitive with yourself?
5: I think I'm competitive with other people and I'm competitive with myself. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, the greatest man knows that the greatest competition he has is with himself. once you realize that nobody can beat you but you, (laughs) that's when you're getting to somewhere.
4: So tell me uh, about when you first propelled your career as an artist. I, I know you did some production with Timbaland and early on and things like that. Was there kind of a turning point in your career? Let's talk about the music industry first. Was there something that really was kind of, wow, you know, I like this is what I'm doing and I've arrived and this is really what I want to do? I mean, were you really new that it was for you? Yeah, man, when I was working with Timbaland, um, I, I basically before
5: that was at the radio station that I was telling you about, and he heard one of the drops or that, you know, the, one of the the hour intros that, that was played on the radio station, and he was wondering who it was. And once I introduced myself, I was able to play him some of my music, and he wanted me on his album. And from there, that was my first, you know, commercialized uh, feature on Timberland's album. And I got, you know, ma- I got paid for it and everything. So that's when I felt like i had made it because it was one thing that led to another that would allow me to, you know, get a Jermaine Dupree beat or Organized Noise and then build up enough money to put out my own album.
4: But- does the acting and let's talk about crash for a moment and some of the other movies that you've done and that you're that you're working on does it come easy to you? Do you have to work hard at it? Do you find that the acting is a more of a natural thing? I know music seems very natural to you i'm I would think, but the talk to me about the transition from rapper to movie star and kind of how you seen yourself change and what you've had to put yourself through and learn and study and, and be a part, or is it just something that just happens?
5: No, nah, I think that, you know, I'm one of those guys that even if it seems natural, I just always like to perfect the craft, and I think there's always room for improvement. So I learn from those around me. So be like I was saying before with Crash, to be blessed enough to be around such great seasoned actors, I always go to set and I just ask questions and I make sure that I am very hands-on with understanding how someone is great and what it is they're doing and and just trying to own the craft. So I agree with you. That's that's basically what the changes are. I just, like you say, forever evolving and forever learning is what I'm trying to do.
4: Let me ask, in 2006, you changed your look by cutting your uh, trademark braids to having a short hairdo, was the decision of changing your look, image related to any kind of new phase in your life? uh, What prompted that?
5: It was related to me doing every braid style possible that there could have ever been in life, and I was just (laughs) ready to cut them. But I didn't want to go into my 30s with with, uh, cornrows. That was another reason.
4: Right, right. Well, I grew up in the 60s, so I I remember when I sent my law school picture and I was on a motorcycle, my hair was down on my shoulders. And what was interesting, and I didn't know this until after my father passed away, every time he offered me money to cut my hair or to give up the motorcycle, I only let it grow longer and drove the motorcycle more. And it was when, unfortunately, and I I think this is a reaction, we were a reaction society in those days during the war. But, you know, unfortunately, he passed away. And we were very close when he passed away, but I actually started cutting my hair and got rid of the motorcycle and kind of changed a lot of things about me because I wasn't being pushed into doing something that otherwise I wouldn't have done on my own. Because I really believe life is about, you know, change, but it's also about doing it when you're ready to do it. Don't you agree with that? One hundred
5: percent, man. I think life is all about timing. So it's just another yeah. way to say, another way to say everything that you're talking about. And depending on what stage and what mindset we're at in our lives, different things are going to happen, man. It's especially mistakes. So, with that being said, you just have to learn from those mistakes and, and move on. You know, it's not necessarily what happens to us in life; is how we how we react to it.
4: So, being such a public, well-known celebrity, how do you balance your work with all your commitments? Everything that you have to do every single day. You obviously have great people around you. I know some of your people, you know Jeff and Chaka, and and they're very special people. But give me kind of a feeling about how, when you wake up in the morning, and kind of how you look at your day. First of all, does it ever feel like it's too much, or does it ever feel like it's overwhelming? Or do you really able to keep that sense of gratitude in you morning, noon, and night? I don't feel like God gives me anything I, can, I can't handle on my man, right.
5: So, you know, sometimes it may feel overwhelming, but I remind myself how blessed I am and I keep it moving.
4: Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. <laughs> I, 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 I tend to, to look at it, but, you know, I will be honest with you, sometimes I forget that gratitude thing for me. And I have to remind myself and hope that, I learn that before something goes wrong in it because I do think that that you know, we're given only what we can handle. It sure doesn't seem like it sometimes though. I mean, you know, sometimes things happen, you go, Oh my god, not again. But then, you know, it's 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 to make you maybe change a course or do something different. Then you know, I think I think faith and spirituality plays a role all the way through everything we do physically. Absolutely. And it's something you learn over time.
5: So I greatly appreciate it.
4: Let me ask you, we're going to take a break in a minute and come back and talk about Luda today Luda and talk about Rising Star and, and a couple other things. And again, I really appreciate the time you're giving us. Is there something in particular that you wish that the public knew about you that maybe they don't know or a way that, you know, something that that, uh, you know, this show goes into 180 countries and is up in every mall in the United States of America and. And, you know, frankly, we've done a lot of shows on this show. And I will tell you that this is the most excited I've been about ever having anybody on the show. And we've had a lot of interesting people. But I've watched you change lives. I've watched the people's faces, particularly my kids and my kids' friends and the people. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, it, it is a lot of empowerment. It is a lot of of, of influence. and And that's something that. You handle very, very well, uh, and and you don't take advantage of it, and it seems like you really care about the influence that you have on other people. Definitely, and to answer your question,
5: that is something that I would want everybody to know if they don't know, that the greatest pleasure in life is being able to give back to those individuals and make change in other people's lives because that's something they're going to remember for the rest of their life. And I feel like they know that what that feeling is, and they're going to do the same if they have the opportunity, is to change someone else's life. I think that's what we're here for is pass stuff along.
4: Well, you're very special. Uh, we're going to take just a quick break. It's uh, this Jimmy Gould with my very special guest, Ludacris. You're listening to A Current Life, brought to you by Circa Black, prepaid MasterCard, Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, Pure Romance and Ads Baseball Network. Please stay tuned.
1: The stove, the refrigerator, all the pots and pans. The sink? Sure, take the kitchen sink too. Yeah, pretty much everything in the kitchen I could live without if I had to. Except, of course, my Keurig brewer.
2: Who doesn't love their Keurig brewer? It can brew the perfect cup of coffee, tea, and hot cocoa with just the touch of a button. All without a fuss. And so little mess or cleanup. With over 250 varieties to choose from, it's no wonder your Keurig brewer is the favorite thing in your kitchen. Visit Keurig.com for more info.
1: When I got my Keurig Brewer, I loved it so much I decided to name it. The right name had to fit my many sides, from the bold dark roast side to the soft herbal tea side. I landed on Freddy. Yeah, Freddy. It works for me.
2: Who doesn't love their Keurig Brewer? It can brew the perfect cup of coffee, tea, and hot cocoa with just the touch of a button, all without a fuss and so little mess or cleanup. With over 250 varieties to choose from, it's no wonder people actually name their Keurig Brewers. Visit keurig.com for more info. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
3: You're listening to A Current Life with Jimmy Gould. If you have a question or comment for Jimmy or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd like to send an email, the address is a current life at yahoo.com. Now back to the program.
4: Welcome back to A Current Life. This is Jimmy Gould with my special guest, Ludacris. You're listening to A Current Life, brought to you by Circle Black prepaid MasterCard, Green Mountain Coffee Roasters, Pure Romance, and Ad Space Ball Network. Ludacris, uh, you're a judge on Rising Star, a reality singing competition, along with Keisha and Brad Paisley. How challenging is it to judge other people's talents and have that much impact on their lives? I think that show has a lot of impact. It's almost like being an A&R but just live
5: on television, and you know, it happens a lot quicker, but It's definitely uh, one of those shows that I love how the technology is showing you what the future is all about when all the people at home have the power in their hands to vote for individuals. So that's really what got me interested in the show, and I love it just for that fact alone that, you know, that that the technological advances are allowing people to do this.
4: Yeah, it's really unique, and I'm really, really, you know, we watch it all the time, and I'm I'm – uh, are are you happy with everything that's going on and 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 do you feel that the um that that, that you're getting the the right amount of support from the the station and everything cuz it's really been promoted a lot and i i really think i know everybody i talked to loves watching the show yeah
5: i'm definitely happy with everything man and i signed on to it knowing that i was just going to have fun and be honest and and just make sure that you know i give something that nobody else can give and that's just being myself and giving real feedback
4: You know, in three years, you shot five movies, and now you're about to release your new album called Ludaversal. Uh, When talking about Ludaversal, you said, and I quote, Welcome to my world. This is where I live. This is what I go through on a day-to-day basis. This is what Ludaversal is all about. What inspired you for this album, and should we expect to see maybe a different side of Ludacris, or what should we expect to see? Absolutely. I think every album is about giving a piece of
5: myself that nobody's seen, and I think this will be the most personal album to date. So... You know, it's uh, life experiences. That's why I kind of wanted to take some time out because I kept coming out with albums back-to-back, and this album is just so much substance of just talking about a lot of real-life experiences that I've gone through. So it's not final, so I can't give any real details in terms of producers and features because I don't want to give you any wrong information, but I can definitely tell you that information and let you know that it will be a masterpiece, and, and, you know, the, the wait is so long for a reason.
4: Well, are you, um, is there, so I assume there's not a date for the release yet. Is it sometime in the fall? Um, we're looking at fall, hope, yep, definitely, hopefully fall or winter. Okay. And um, and normally, just for our own edification, when you do an album release, do you start off with kind of a single release first? Absolutely. So, you know, that's why I say we're getting everything together, and I don't
5: can't really give any hints at this moment, but it's some clearance issues and some things going on, and we're going to get it right.
4: Well, I can tell you that uh, uh, we we can't wait for it, and Circle Black's going to hopefully step up and do everything it can to, to let people know about you and about this whole part of your uh, of your life and the way you are. And we're excited about it, and we'd love to have you come back on the show when it's time for you to release the album. So hopefully, you'll think about that. All good, my man. Um, let me ask you: uh, if you weren't an entertainer, what do you think you'd be doing? I'd be a male gigolo, man. That's the best way I can. <laughs> Pretty much what we'll be going on. <laughs> you want a wingman? <laughs> <laughs> no,
5: I love. Uh, I still love the radio station. I'd probably be doing something. Anything involved in music, I would still be doing.
4: So what motivates you every day when you get up? And, and, and would you say that fame and success has changed you at all? And if so, in what ways? Man, success is going to change anybody
5: because either you're going to you know, you're going to want more of it or you're going to stay stagnant and then it's going to change you. It's inevitable, you know what I mean? Because lifestyle changes, the people around you change, um, you know, money changes people. It, it just is what it is. Now, that doesn't mean it changes who you are at the core, but you definitely have to react and, you know, go about things in a different way, which is going to change a little bit of how you move and, and and change the you know how you think so that's important to know
4: does it get scary at times is or does it create fear at times does, is, and, and, and and regardless of the answer what is your biggest fear and why my biggest fear is the man up
5: above man fear no man but god and i definitely would say uh you know i think that's pretty much what it comes down to and i've learned that because I'm here to serve a purpose, I know what I'm here to do, and I think that I'm going to do that with the best of my ability, so that when I'm gone, I can sit there and say that I gave it everything I had. Is staying grounded difficult? Not when you have a mama that'll still whoop your ass, or put a belt <laughs> to by them. so <laughs> I have one of those type moms that no matter how old I am, she still she still
4: will discipline me somehow. Well, I hope she's going to listen to this show, because it's, uh, you know, it sounds like she's she's done one heck of a job raising you. I'll tell you something. Uh, thank the, uh, you, man. Really, really and truly. Let me ask you, um, talk to me about your 1992 Acura Legend that you said keeps me grounded. Do you still drive it? It's a 93
5: Acura Legend. Yes, 93. Man. O- over 200,000 miles on it. 263, Come on. <laughs> by the way. But yeah, man. It's just, a, I, have, I love that car, man. It, it uh, symbolizes so many great things, and... You know, it just constantly reminds me of where I started and the drive that got me here and, you know, where I was at. So, you know, I just love it, and I still drive it. I still have it, and it's always going to be a part of who I am, man. What color is it? It's like champagne color. Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah.
4: So, let me ask you, have you – do you think one ever achieves everything that they wanted? Do you constantly feel like there's always new goals, new sites, new heights that you want to reach? Isn't that the way it works for people? You know, you get there. I, I remember that I would visualize what it was that I wanted to achieve. And then after I got there, it was kind of like, okay, what do I do now? You know, there was always something new that I wanted to do because I never really felt, and this is just me, I never felt complete. Until I was through something, and then I still always had. So it's like climbing a mountain. You know, I, you know, I like to climb. I climbed Kilimanjaro, and I like to climb mountains because I like to get out of my comfort zone and go into places that are hard and difficult where I gotta I gotta push myself. Do you feel some of that too?
5: Uh, on a daily basis, man. I think that is exactly who I am. I always like to push myself, and the same thing you said, man. Just push the limits because. You know, once you get to a certain point, you're always going to want more. you don't want to get greedy. You just want to continue to soar for new heights and and just you know, everyone who says it's impossible, you want to make it possible. So it's something that motiv- it continues to motivate you and it continues to it continues to just keep you wanting you know excellence. And I think that's a great thing to do.
4: So tell tell us and tell the audience about the Ludacris Foundation.
5: Yeah, the Ludacris Foundation is geared towards helping kids help themselves, man. Of course, low-income communities and, and a lot of individuals who, you know, they may have been in certain circumstances before, but all you have to do is give them a little push and a little help, and they can get themselves out of those circumstances and continue to strive. So, you know, there's no one particular organization that we partner with, but we're we're constantly doing things that, that are just helping, you know, uh, like I said, low-income families. Um, to, to just push.
4: And is this based throughout the United States or just... In yeah,
5: Georgia? It's, based, it's based throughout the world. We've been in Africa throughout doing the work, world. but most of the work we do is in Atlanta where I live, but we've been everywhere, all throughout the United States and definitely all throughout the world and places that I've gone and through my trips.
4: It's really about creating an opportunity so that, and I know in one of the organizations, it's you know helping uh, middle school and high schools you know students motivate themselves in creative arts and things like that. Is it really about giving giving people an opportunity and making them believe in themselves and helping them believe in themselves? You said it better than I could have, man. That's exactly what it's about, my man. <laughs> Well, uh we're happy at Circa Black to be a part of that and uh and and I guess that we'll start our first foray into that this weekend. Uh, uh tell us a little bit about what this weekend is about about Luda Day. Uh you know, when, when we looked at this opportunity, which as I said was about a one second you know, look, because the minute we knew it was about you, we wanted to be a part of it and be the primary presenter. So we look at, at what we represent in Circle Black prepaid MasterCard, the only metal card of its kind in the world, as as empowerment. And we couldn't think of anybody better to be associated with in the entire world than you because we really felt that you address that on a daily basis and you represent that and that you create in people the opportunity for them to feel Anything is possible. And to us, that's about passion. It's about finding your passion. And that, to us, is more of a movement than it is selling a product. I mean, we've never asked you to sell the product. We never would. We really want the relationship to be about, you know, about the, about the empowerment, about the passion. And and. Tell us about Luda Day weekend and and what's going to be going on and the kinds of people that are going to be there.
5: Yeah, I mean, I pretty much summed it up at the beginning of the conversation, you know, about Luda Day weekend and what we do. But um, every year it's it's a lot of different individuals. Because we have a celebrity basketball game, we we have different basketball players every year. So, you know, a lot of people that, of course, are professionals and, and different walks of entertainment in terms of the celebrities. You have people from television, from movies, from music you know what I mean, from from talk shows, from all over. So I think that this year is going to be a great year, but I I believe next year will be even better because it's our 10-year anniversary. But just to sum up what I said earlier, you do have some parties and you have people coming and having a good time. But during the day, you know, we do things like we have empowerment um, sessions with colleges and communities. We you know, we always pick a specific place that we want to go to in the community where we're going to give back, whether it be, you know, this year we're going to do something with my old high school, and I can't give away the surprise yet, but trust me, it'll be life-changing. And then, we, you know, we raise money for the foundation, which I told you, Ludicrous foundation is geared towards helping kids help themselves. So we're just, you know, it's an empowerment, and it's people coming together for a good cause and leading by example.
4: Well, you know, i got to ask you whether or not you've gotten your Circle Black prepaid MasterCard uh, yet, number one. And number two, have you, have you bought something with it?
5: Man, I just got my Circle Black car yesterday, and I filled up all the cars <laughs> and the motorcycles <laughs> with gas so that I can drive all over the damn town. And it blew weekend. That's the first thing I did. So there's no telling what else I'm going to do. I'm going to go crazy with it. Man. I'm going to go crazy with my Circle Black car. <laughs>
4: Well, thank you for that. Let me, let me uh, switch gears and ask you, what concerns you the most about our society uh, in today's world today? Uh, that that people are not willing to make sacrifices,
5: man, for their kids. Because right now my daughter is waiting on me to help her with backflips, and I'm going to have to make a sacrifice pretty soon to get off of this interview and help her before she (laughs) kills me. But besides that, (laughs) I think there are a lot of problems that would take us all day and all night to talk about. But uh, with that being said, uh, you know, it's just hard to pinpoint one particular thing as the reason of what's going on in society. But
4: I think that's one of them. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Just give us five more minutes, and I promise you we'll wrap it up because that's the last thing I want to do is keep you from your daughter, and we appreciate it. Let me let me ask you, uh, what advice would you give your young, these are listeners all over the world, you know, in helping them find their passion in the entertainment
5: industry? If people are inter- you know interested in the entertainment industry, I just feel like, you know, if you know someone in the industry or if there's you can do like I did and find a radio station or just be very smart and strategic thinking of what's the means to an end of where you can place yourself in a situation to socialize, you know, get your socialization skills up because a lot of what goes on in this, in this world is about who you know and, and how you're able to, uh, you know, how you're able to network with individuals. So I think it's, it's very important that you find someone in the, you know, in the in the in the atmosphere and the job atmosphere that you want to pursue and you learn as much from those individuals as possible and read as much as you can. You have to self educate yourself.
4: Well you know next year will be your tenth year anniversary, right? for yeah, Yes, sir. Yes sir. So I mean we're gonna make an offer to you right now that we want to sponsor your dinner. Oh man, that means a lot. I Definitely. mean uh, I appreciate uh, that. So we would be honored to be a part of it again next year and to continue to move things along and and continue to get back to society. I just got a few more questions and then we'll let you go. And, (laughs) and I promise you, uh, uh, that, that, You've really made a difference, and in, in, in the people that listen to the show are very excited about it. What do you consider was your wow moment, both professionally and personally, in your life? Uh, when I won the best uh, you know, album for best rap album at the Grammys, man, I think that
5: was great. Like I believe it was 2007 or something like that, somewhere around there. But with that being said, I, I feel like that was one of the greatest moments because I was recognized for an accomplishment that I set out literally to win a Grammy for that album, and I think that's one of the highest
4: accolades that you can get. Wow. And a couple last questions. What does faith mean to you? Faith? Believe. Simple as that. And if you look at your life, is there one thing that basically you're the most proud of in your life?
5: I'm most proud when I talk about sacrifice. It's going to have to be being a parent, man. That's one of the best things because we started off this conversation talking about passing along information that's what we're here to do. Yeah, it's uh
4: it's amazing responsibility, isn't it? Amazing, definitely, but very rewarding. So if you could choose any one person to have dinner with, dead or alive,
5: who would it be and why? It'd probably be Tupac, man. I love Tupac. I feel like mm-hmm. he was the most impactful artist in the music industry, you know, and then when I say impactful, I mean he impacted people's lives through his music, kind of like the same way Bob Marley did, but in hip
4: hop it was Tupac. And do you think that the attitudes and the, and, the, and the way people actually now look at music as a form of communication, which I think for many years people never really looked at it that way, they maybe looked at it as entertainment or whatever, but really we communicate through music, right? We communicate
5: definitely through a lot of different things, and music is one of them, I agree. So as you
4: look back on your journey of life, and I asked this of every guest we've ever had on the show, what do you feel is the deeper meaning of life or the greater purpose in life? Um, I hate
5: to be redundant, but <laughs> it's like I said, I think it's passing along information, not only to those that you can help, but being a parent. I feel like that is the best part of life for those who have kids.
4: Well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, we're going to let you go and I'll wrap the show up personally, but. We want you to be with your daughter. I want to thank Ludacris uh, for joining hey, us. Hey, it's the most sharing... important. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. And sharing his journey with us It certainly inspired me, and I know the many listeners who follow our show across 180 countries. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in. And, and Ludacris, I look forward to seeing you, uh, you know, I guess on Friday or over the weekend and uh, being a part of Luda Day in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, thank you again for joining us on the show. You're absolutely wonderful and building a friendship over the years, my friend. Thank you very much, my man. I greatly appreciate it. I'll
5: see you, too. Soon. Okay. Be well. Right. Peace. Okay. Bye-bye.
4: Uh, again, we've uh, been talking to Ludacris, who's been joining us on this show, and uh, we wanted to let him go because, as he talked about, sacrifice is the most important thing and what it means to him and wanted to go and spend time with his daughter. It was certainly a pleasure to have him on the show. We're going to take another break, and we'll come back and kind of wrap it up about Luda Day and Circle Black prepaid MasterCard. Please stay tuned.
1: The stove, the refrigerator, all the pots and pans, the sink. Sure, take the kitchen sink, too. Yeah, pretty much everything in the kitchen I could live without if I had to, except, of course, my Keurig brewer.
2: Who doesn't love their Keurig brewer? It can brew the perfect cup of coffee, tea, and hot cocoa with just the touch of a button. All without a fuss, and so little mess or cleanup. With over 250 varieties to choose from, it's no wonder your Keurig brewer is the favorite thing in your kitchen. Visit Keurig.com for more info.
1: When I got my Keurig brewer, I loved it so much I decided to name it. The right name had to fit my many sides, from the bold dark roast side to the soft herbal tea side. I landed on Freddy. Yeah. Freddie, it works for me.
2: Who doesn't love their Keurig Brewer? It can brew the perfect cup of coffee, tea, and hot cocoa with just the touch of a button. All without a fuss and so little mess or cleanup. With over 250 varieties to choose from, it's no wonder people actually name their Keurig Brewers. Visit Keurig.com for more info. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
3: You're listening to A Current Life with Jimmy Gould. If you have a question or comment for Jimmy or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd like to send an email, the address is at yahoo.com Now, back to the program.
4: Uh, welcome back to A Current Life. This is Jimmy Gould, uh, your host, and... Uh we were joined earlier with Ludacris, who we had the chance to follow his life, his journey, and really talk a lot about his passion and about making the sacrifice that he's made throughout his life, and that he feels that is so critical for all of us to make to get to our greater purpose, our greater meaning in life. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Ludacris and what Ludacris represents to us. Uh, we're uh, Excited to be a big part of it as a primary presenter uh, with uh, Circa Black prepaid MasterCard, uh, the only metal card, prepaid metal card in the world. And um, we went to Ludacris to represent us in that because of the empowerment theme and what he's brought to so many people and the influence he's had on so many young people's lives. Um, It's basically a card for the millennial population and and we're excited to be part of Luda Day, which is a five-day event in Atlanta, Georgia, that was started nine years ago. And um, really is all about charity and giving back to various causes throughout Atlanta, Georgia. And a lot of these causes are uh, giving back all over the world, uh, particularly all over America. Um, I had the chance to meet Ludacris not too long ago and talk to him about doing this event together. And, um, he's really an exceptional person, very special person. And so it really was not a difficult decision for us to sponsor the show. I mean, to sponsor the weekend and to, uh, be a part of this. Uh, we plan on being a part of, of the 10 year anniversary next year with the dinner that we're going to present and to hopefully have circle black, be representative of many of these things that we're going to do throughout the, the time that, uh, people are getting used to it. It's a new product that's been introduced and, um, we're very excited about it. Uh, we know that on Friday night, there's going to be a number of events going on in Atlanta, Georgia. And on Saturday, there'll be uh, various events that will continue. There was a media day being held tomorrow. And on Sunday, uh, we conclude with a big celebrity basketball game. Uh, various celebrities will be there to join us and, uh, and really have a great event in Georgia and, and continue to make Luda Day a very special event. Um, you know, we've been doing this show for over two years now. Uh, current life was started really with the hope of talking about people's, you know, ups and downs, their journeys through life and, and what is the most important thing to them as they go about that journey, the adversity they face, not necessarily what it's like to get to the top of the mountain, but really what it's like traveling to the top of the mountain and hopefully, hopefully getting there. But more importantly, the journey that one takes along the way. And we all face adversity every day of our life, particularly in today's world with so much conflict and so many problems around us. So we started the show to bring people together. We've had Bob Costas on the show and Leslie Stahl on the show and Ray J and Brandy and General Hugh Shelton and uh, Maxine Clark from Build-A-Bear and uh, many, many celebs, Tyrese Gibson, Boris Kojo. Um Alexandra Cousteau and the Blue Legacy Foundation, uh, changing the water, uh, making it safe, and, and and really trying to figure out how to make the planet a better place. And I commend Alexandra and the work that she's done in Blue Legacy uh, for that and the work that's ahead of us. Uh, we've had people from all walks of life on this show, and it's really been about their journey. And more importantly, the many people that have sent emails and and called in over these two years. So to really culminate the two years with Ludacris is really a special moment for me um, because when we started this, this was really about myself trying to get out of the everyday work that I do in business and in entertainment and really wanted an opportunity to do something different. So I want to thank all of our listeners who have been tuning in for literally two years now. I want to thank the Voice America uh, network, um, largest internet radio network in the world, uh, for coming together on this show with us. I want to thank our many sponsors. We've had a lot of sponsors over the years and in particular, whether it was smart water, we now have green mountain coffee roasters, pure romance, and obviously, uh, circle black prepaid mastercard. And thanks to ad space mall network for allowing us to create the content for the mall network. um, a great thank you to him. Uh, You know, this is Jimmy Gould. It's your host. I'm going to sign off and I'm going to thank our listeners and hope, hopefully you'll stay tuned for our next show next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And until next time, I wish each and every one of you a journey filled with hope, inspiration, and success, and much love to everybody. God bless.
3: Thanks again for joining us for A Current Life on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please tune in to another great program with your host, Jimmy Gould, next Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time. We'll see you next week.
1: The stove, the refrigerator, all the pots and pans. The sink? Sure. Take the kitchen sink, too. Yeah, pretty much everything in the kitchen I could live without if I had to. Except, of course, my Keurig Brewer.
2: Who doesn't love their Keurig Brewer? It can brew the perfect cup of coffee, tea, and hot cocoa with just the touch of a button. All without a fuss. And so little mess or cleanup. With over 250 varieties to choose from, it's no wonder your Keurig Brewer is the favorite thing in your kitchen. Visit Keurig.com for more info.